Hi, I'm Trish Frenoni. And I'm Rebecca Heron. And you're listening to Pop Culture Addicts. Welcome to Pop Culture Addicts, the weekly show that brings you interviews and discussions with people in our pop culture world. You know, that means we get to talk more about movies, more music, more video games, and more. <laughs> Don't miss a week. You never know who's going to be our next guest. So, okay, addicts, are you ready for your pop culture fix? Well, our guests today are a couple of really cool ladies, and I use the word cool because they're from Canada, uh, really <laughs> cool ladies from Canada who are taking over the media world one production at a time. Now, they don't know Justin Trudeau or Bob or Doug McKenzie. We checked. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Um, but maybe you have seen one of their many movies or their shorts in comedy, drama, horror, uh, or maybe you listened to their podcast and you sat there with an adult beverage in your hand as they hosted their show called Drunk Read-Throughs, which, by the way, is phenomenal. Uh, so we are very proud to present to you guys Rebecca Heron and Trish Renone from 180 Sisterhood Productions. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hello. Thanks Thank you for joining us. us. Yeah, it's good to be here. Well, we're here in and the Sioux. Yeah, at work <laughs> in our little home office. office. But great to be here with you there. So we got to meet Trish on another podcast called the Three Geeks Podcast, where we reviewed silly and funny TV commercials together. And between finding out that Trisha was an actress, and then I found out she was a podcaster, and then I found out she was part of this really cool production company, I knew that we had to get both of you on the show to have a really cool chat. I was like, because if Trish is this cool, then her partner has to be this cool. And then I started listening to drunk read-throughs, and I'm like laughing as you guys are doing this. And I'm like, this is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> and then you were like, they are definitely not cool. Yeah. They're a bunch of weirdos. They're weird. So, no, well, gonna... yeah, I did think that, but I, then also the thought went through my head of one of us, one of <laughs> us. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk about Drunk Read Throughs because I think it's a really cool show. I really do. And I love, I, I want to know how this, this, the idea for this show came to be and how you guys came up with your really awesome singing introduction. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think like with most people, we were kind of sad that we weren't making content during the beginning of the pandemic. And I had just come up to the zoo to basically harass Trish into making things. And so one night we were talking, I think about that show, Drunk History. <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> and uh you know and we were talking about how it's sad that like scripts aren't getting made and things like that and then we thought like why don't we do our own version of that and create a show where we get a little tipsy and we read some old scripts and I think our first episode was we read one of Trisha's scripts which was called Contagion and it was literally about a pandemic which was so weird that Trish wrote like years and years ago and uh yeah and now we're just finishing our second season of the series yep awesome and, but yeah people send in scripts from all over season yeah. two we started having guests on mm -hmm. via zoom season one we mostly just did the two of us because it was lockdown times but right. then we started introducing guests via zoom and 
and the rest is history. It's yeah. a lot more fun with having guests on. <laughs> it is. I yeah. mean, I will say, like, I think the first part we were like, I don't know if this is going to happen. Are people going to listen to us? Are we doing something fun? I don't know. And then people started asking us, hey, can I be on your show? Can I help submit content? Things like that. So it kind of yes, grew from there. Cool. cool. And I, then I, the reason we have a singing intro is because, a, a, like, a local broadcast radio place was like we want to have your show you need an intro we were just like I don't know what to do so we just recorded it I think that was our first take do you (laughs) want to redo it for anyone listening who doesn't know it not really hi because I don't know it yes please hi I'm Trish Renoni and I'm Rebecca Heron and you are listening to drum read Yeah. But that actual part is in music. Like yeah. There's music. Yeah, there's a jingle at the end. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love and it. Every time I hear Trish editing it, because Trish edits our, our, our podcasts, because I am not as good at that, uh, I just start laughing every time I hear the opening. <laughs> I actually went back and listened to the introduction uh, last night when I was, lis- I was listening to one of the episodes, and I... Th- because I'd listened to a bunch in season one, and I noticed that it wasn't really there, that it shows up in season two. Um, oh, yeah, because that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the and radio so, station asked for it. Yeah, yeah. so I, I listened to a couple episodes of season one, and then I started one from season two, and I was like, oh, my, what was that nugget of gold that I just heard? And I was like, <laughs> and I, I listened to it another two or three times, and I'm like, all right, we're talking about that tomorrow. <laughs> it's like Wayne's World when... They get a little bit of money, and they're all of a sudden like, it's Wayne's World, Potter, excellent. And the two guys are sitting there waiting, Garth, like, what the heck just happened? What was that weird intro we just got? And they're like, okay, all right. And they're all freaked out because they're in the studio. Dollars. Dollars. I am now imagining you two as Wayne and Garth. No, no, that show's just made out of love. Yeah, that's our that's our no dollar project. That's just our fun passion project. Yeah, I liked I liked how during season one, uh, especially the couple episodes I watched that were, you know, towards the beginning of season one, where you guys clearly uh, it felt more like you guys were just doing this to like was like a social catch up, like. You know, we need somebody to talk to. And so here yeah. we are, we're talking. Oh, by the way, you were going to read that script. Yeah, we should probably read that script too. Because there was, like, there was a <laughs> yeah. whole conversation on on whether people are, are not are wearing jeans or not. Or why, why do people wear jeans? And, yeah. and, I was, and I was like, this just sounds like, you know, two best friends just sitting around. And what I loved about it is that it was very real. And it was just two people sitting around, two best friends talking, chatting, you know, having fun with one another. And then it was like, oh yeah, we said we were gonna we were gonna do a thing. We should probably do the thing. Wanna do the thing? Yeah, let's do the thing. You know. <laughs> uh, honestly, I feel like that is every episode you just described. Like even yeah, when we have, have every episode. Even when we have guests now, it's like we do a bit of banter with the guests and then we're like, all right, on to the script and the drinking part continues. <laughs> I usually end up having to cut out about a half an hour worth of drunk chatter. Um, and then we that should just be bonus content yeah Yeah. maybe maybe we can go back and do some bonus episodes but there's a lot of stuff that gets cut because they're just so long yeah but i feel like a lot of that bonus content now is like ineligible because it's all like current events (laughs) yeah we do talk about like free britney or whatever is going on in the news all the time so i guess it's current but then at the same time i don't know i don't mind listening to like an old 
free Britney conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's still happening, even though, you know, but I'm sure yeah. some of the things we said about the pandemic, because you know how things are always changing. So if you, mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. in season one, I'm sure we were like, when we get out of this COVID thing in two weeks, <laughs> we're like, oh. <laughs> and now it's like 18 <laughs> months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So I well, guess you know, some of that stuff, though, could be thrown out for your Patreon subscribers. And you know, that stuff stays evergreen. I mean, because it reminds people of the time that they were in. Uh, yeah. Not that we want to be reminded of of 2020, but you know, sure. uh, but there are there were aspects of it that people will look back at and find eventually find humor in, uh, you know, what was going on, how it happened, what they did to keep themselves sane, and you know, maybe that maybe that's something that people would like listening to. Just a thought. I think I'm I'm just gonna go with the went from 2019 to 2021. I feel like it's 2019 to 2020. Oh yeah, 2022. 2020 was a just, yeah, just a one big poop storm. Poop storm I, of jogging pants, loneliness, desperation, is life ending. All yeah. we, we did end up making a feature film in that time. Yeah, so. and it was uh, it was very challenging. <laughs> Extremely challenging. We had a little window where in our community there were no cases. So they said we could, you know, people could go back to work. So we shot a feature film as service producers and Mm -hmm. it was intense because it was such a, we kept the crew very small. It was small. It was low budget Mm -hmm. um, and just COVID time. So we wanted to keep it small. So we ended up producing, but also doing like art department and every sound and continuity. Yeah. All the departments. Script. Yeah. Script. At one point. Acting, <laughs> I was because you're oh, yeah. non-union. Yeah, yeah. So, nice. Well, thankfully, yeah. my part got cut. So. <laughs> <laughs> that We're very different. I'm an actor, so you know, if I get cut, it's the end of the world for me. But for Rebecca, she's happy to be cut. Yeah. <laughs> so, speaking of your films, your short film, "You Should Smile," yeah, mm-hmm. is my favorite right now. Like, okay. I watched it probably three times yesterday oh. so is it safe to presume that that's based at least partly on real events because i know i've been told to smile oh yeah oh, yeah <laughs> i feel like we all have that yeah. one so mark our friend mark Braunbacher um wrote it he pitched it to us is it i think it was we like, like his first directing yeah that project was his first too. directing yeah. project and asked us you know to act to produce all that fun jazz, find the locations. So then he came up here to shoot. And uh, yeah, that one just kind of spoke to us. We work with him on a few yeah. other things. We have some feature films in, develop- in development with him. But that one, when he reached out, and he was also, like, what about this little fun short? We're like, oh, yes, definitely. We can relate to that being told you should smile. Yeah. And he plays such a great jerk. He really <laughs> yeah. And, I was and fun fact, that. He, the scene where like Trish like runs out of the cafe. Oh yeah, where I'm like and scream. Freaking out because he told me I should smile. It's like the salad down my face, run out. She runs out in the first take, and then some guy on a bicycle is like driving by and he almost hits her. 
in the background you see her like freak out even more and it's just like that's the one guys that's the one <laughs> so he's coming at me and i'm supposed to so i don't know if i was directed to do this or if i just did it but i take off my shirt and i crumple it up and i throw it on the ground and so there was the whole i was gonna do the crumple up of the shirt throw it on the ground but then the added guy hitting me with the bicycle stopping getting upset with me because i just ran out and he was coming up, but he shouldn't be on the sidewalk. Technically. No, he shouldn't. So he was in the wrong. Um, <laughs> so I run out, that happens. And then I get a Facebook message from some dude. I don't even know, but this is how small town living is. He goes, Hey, just saw you on Queen Street. Was that you? Are you okay? <laughs> Great. Now the town thinks I'm having freakouts yeah. and running out into the street and getting and hit like, by bicycles. No, we are acting. acting. That's great. Yeah. I, I had to laugh during that when you were eating the salad and smiling and asking <laughs> him if that was okay. And I'm like, I was like, he should probably back up. i think i i'm just i have the the link saved for the next time somebody's like you should smile and i'll just be like no i'm just gonna show you this video just yeah right this is what will happen to you sir um it would be funny to have tim your you do like a voiceover telling him dude we should probably back up like I a PSA. Like need- yeah, we need to <laughs> we need to edit this and have you tell him what not to do throughout it or what now, to do because he's doing what he should not be doing. Attention. Yeah. Now would be the time to back up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> great we should do a re- a remix PSA version. Yeah, let's that do. would be fun. You're hired. Please notice the idiot stepping too close to the nice woman eating her salad. <laughs> Minding her own business. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Both of you. Let's do this. <laughs> sure, let's do it. I'm down. Uh, definitely. You know, do when it. you watch things with the, um, like the closed captioning, but you put the descriptive video. Yeah. Descriptive video. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll do. We'll do a descriptive video PSA of the, <laughs> I love it. It walks towards woman who is not having any of it. <laughs> <laughs> he is done with his bullshnickities. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right so let's talk about backstories everyone has one oh, <laughs> it's a dangerous dangerous route to go a, down too. this is a dangerous but yet open-ended topic so how did you guys get to where you're at now with uh, 180 sisterhood productions and what's the story behind the name do you want to start <laughs> okay yeah well we rebecca came from a producing background Um, I came from an acting background, but had been a co-creator producer on a web series. Um, I acted in, co-created, co-wrote, all that stuff. Season two, we, uh, Katie and I, who were partners on that, were looking for a producer to come on and help us get funding for a different web series we had created. And Rebecca was like, why are you applying for funding for that one? Why don't you apply for season two of the one you already have that people watched. So, um, because I don't know, it makes more sense, I guess, from a business standpoint to do a mm-hmm. second season of something that already has an audience rather had, than- It already had like a million views. So I was like, uh, this seems weird. <laughs> you should do more of this one instead of trying for something new. Seems so, like a prime time to just flush it all and restart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Rebecca came on board and um, we got the funding to do season two. We shot up at my mother's house and her address was 180. And then Rebecca was like, I like shooting in the Sioux. 
let's do more up here. And I was like, okay. So then we registered <laughs> a business, a business, a corporation. And then when we got our corporation number, we were like, what should we operate as? Well, we formed our sisterhood under the 180 roof, her address. We're like 180 sisterhood. Boom. Done. Yeah. But I, I mean, it also works like as well as like, you know, flipping things around mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. coming back up to the small town where yeah. I grew up and now producing here instead of Toronto. Yeah. Right. We had met in Toronto. So that's where we had both been working for, for years. And Rebecca before that was in Vancouver, which is also a film hub in Canada. So the Sioux were pretty much the only, there's very <laughs> few people producing up here. We're kind of like the, there's two other people who sometimes produce up here, but yeah, I think we're the only ones who are constantly town. here now. Yeah, consistently. Like some people who were born here come back to produce. There's two others, um, but yeah, we're the the filmmakers who returned to this small town <laughs> and are shaking things up. Yeah, and, and almost getting hit by bikes and getting people trained, which is very exciting. Yeah, and and feels good because we've found a good team up here, and it's nice to be able to provide jobs to people in my hometown that I wasn't able to get. Cause as a kid, I wanted to go into film, but I thought it was a ridiculous goal. My family thought it was a ridiculous goal. My guidance counselor thought it was a ridiculous goal and told me to be a teacher instead. So it does feel kind of good to know that, you know, it is a, a tangible business now and there are grants available and we can pay people and uh, that's cool. And give them jobs. Yeah. That was really cool. Have you fought the urge to go back and find your old guidance counselor and tell him to suck it? Because um, I'd, be I'd be walking into my old high school with a sign that says suck it, Trebek, and like put it on their window and walk away. <laughs> well, I was in a horror film called The Void, and it was this monster horror film. Um, and it shot here in my hometown. And my trailer on the day was uh, my old history classroom. So I was there as an actor. That was like my trailer because we they turned the school into a studio and an old hospital in this film. I think it's on Netflix. Look it up. I don't know. The Void. <laughs> um, pretty sure it's on Netflix. It was on at one point. Um, and then I um, wrote on the board, suck it. Mrs. P, because that was my teacher. <laughs> then I started to backpedal and tell myself in my head, like, what if she's since passed away or something? And I'm being like extremely disrespectful. Um, so yeah, but I, she crushed your dreams. Well, I kind mean, of, kind of. I used to write poetry in her class, and she didn't like that. No, oh. uh, she was my history, yeah, history teacher. History, you're not supposed to write poetry, apparently. But <laughs> then I was worried that maybe she had like died, or maybe she was ill, and I was writing, you know mean words on uh, the chalkboard to her. So I erased it after I took a selfie <laughs> and then I found out she's still alive. So don't feel so bad. And I should have kept it there. Oh, well, mm-hmm. always send it. Oh, you can always send her the selfie. And now so. this was like all like, it, torn oh, it's, down. it's torn down. It's yeah. gone now. Right after the void, they tore it, tore it down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was a fun, nostalgic experience. And for <laughs> hockey fans, Wayne Gretzky went there as well. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Not at the same time as me. I'm not, that old. Oh, no, but I'm not that old. I am old, but not as old as him. But he was the, you know, star. That's adorable. I'm older than you, so we're good. <laughs> the, star, the star person that everyone talked about. Wayne Gretzky did gym in this on these floors. Yeah. Well, that was like my high school. 
Colin Mockery. Colin we got Mock- to hire on yeah. our last on our two movies ago. Yeah, so me going to high school in Vancouver, I used to walk the halls and see Colin Mockery from Whose Line Is It Anywhere? Right. Anyways. Anyways. Anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> in the hall. Anywhere. Like his like grad photo was like in the halls every day. <laughs> and I was always like, oh, one day it'd be cool to work with that dude. And then we and did. And then we did this And he's really great. Yeah, he is. He's really cute. So hopefully we can get him back again. That'd be yeah. cool. For more. Yeah, I saw that you guys have a, uh, It's I think it's in post-production right now, a Christmas letter. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. He, With him in it. That. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Excellent. Awesome. So media production, whether film or podcasting, seems to be a largely male-dominated industry. Yeah. It's <laughs> not uncommon for a woman to have female attached to her role, female director, female producer, and so on. As if gender somehow puts us in a different category. So have you guys encountered a notable gender bias in the creative world? Oh, many times. oh my god. That's <laughs> also why I was kind of like wink wink sisterhood. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, we've had a you know, some people are have an issue with a woman signing their paycheck and they talk down to you and say things to you like, I'm not mansplaining to you, by the way. Mansplaining doesn't exist. You don't get treated any differently because you're a female. And we're yeah. like, okay, keep telling us that, that we don't get treated any mansplaining. Hey, you are mansplaining right now. Yeah. Um, and then we also work with men who are lovely, but we've definitely yeah, had we've had the gamut from, you know, like I, I think my first job ever, I was called kid. Like, I wasn't called by my name. I wasn't called by anything else. I was just called kid. Hey, kid. Hey, kid, come get me this. Hey, kid, where are you? Hey, kid, I need a meeting here. Hey, kid, I need this. Hey, kid, hey, kid. And I was like, uh, my name is Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) And then he didn't call anyone else, like, nicknames or anything like that. Just me. And I was like, okay. So rude. I mean, granted, I was like, I don't know. I was like. 19 or 20 but still yeah you don't want to be called still, kid no. place or yeah. even um oh <laughs> actually on one film uh someone said oh here come here come didn't they say here come the, the kids? kids they did um we were producing and Rebecca was like we are not the kids I feel more like your mother <laughs> I have to explain to you how to do everything <laughs> walked nice. away from them and they were like and they literally were like shocked I was like okay I mean granted you know it's my genetic disposition that I'm going to look like a 16 year old for the rest of my life. That's not such a bad thing. But, but it's hard in business because then people don't take you seriously. And you're like, I've had 15 years experience, but y'all think I'm. How how have you had 15 years experience if you're only 16? I know, right? Yeah. So we deal, deal with a lot of that, but you know what? We've become kind of, well, Karen's like today. I said, "When do I get to Karen that person?" <laughs> Give me the phone. I'm gonna Karen them. I so think we kind of find some joy in speaking up for ourselves now because it's kind yeah. of like a fun, fun. You know, you feel feel like you're conquering these people when you're like, "Okay, bring it at me." Yeah, I will. I I look like I'm sweet, but uh, I'm a Scorpio, and so is <laughs> yeah. So we will crush you. If you I am still your boss. Get off. Yeah, well, that's the thing too. I think it's also right. helpful that we're a team. So like, if we're upset. And the other person sees that they have our back and vice versa. So it's like a mutual upset. So it's very so it becomes like a mutual upset. And then it's like then I think it freaks people out even more because then they're like, oh God, there's two of them. And then I made both of them upset. And then we have a guy, Jimmy, who works with us quite often, and he 
is right on board with us too. He's like, if one of you is angry, both of you are angry and it's hilarious. He's like, and then I'm just on board with it too. Yeah. He's like, I just know, I don't even ask questions. I'm on your team. And he's all so supportive. Like sometimes, cause he like has access to our emails. So like, he'll see like when people are being rude to us and then he'll be like, I just saw that. I'm so sorry. Do you want me to write them back instead of you guys? Cause that way maybe they'll listen to me. Cause I'm guess what? A man. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, maybe, please. Sometimes we do that. We're like, Jimmy, you'll get a response. Can you send this email and sign Jimmy? And then as soon as someone sees an email from someone named Jimmy, they're like, okay, yes, no problem, Jimmy, right away. And to us, we're like, and even though we had messaged signs. them, like, you know, like a few weeks ago and they never messaged us back. So That's crazy. It's fun, to, it's fun to play around with it and experiment to mess with people since we're two Scorpios. Yeah. <laughs> But it also bad because then it means that we have like a giant shit shit list if I'm allowed to say that word. And sometimes I'm like the revenge. It gets the, it gets me, and I'm just like, okay, call every producer I know, tell them never to hire that person again. We do, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. you know what? If someone's gonna be a terrible person, it's well, you, just, you get you get what you give is what I feel. Yeah, you know? yeah exactly. kind of that industry where people don't feel like there's any. Um, a lot of people do, and there's a lot of great people, but there's also the people who are like, no, no accountability. I can do the absolute worst thing right. and the show is going to shut down. And then I'll just go to this town and get hired from these people and they won't know about it. But you know, that's just, they're just living in their own. Yeah. And I mean, the show is like, bad this, attitude. this world is so small and it's, it's literally, you hear the words like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, mm-hmm. but it's really actually like two degrees of Kevin Bacon in this yeah. industry. Except and I have not worked with Kevin Bacon. Have you? Not yet. We should go on our IMDb. But so I tells did. you how you're connected. I did work with his connected. wife. So, there you go. So see, <laughs> you have two degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kathleen, we now officially have three degrees to Kevin Bacon. So <laughs> I, how you I already had a connection to Kevin Bacon. I just, there, there were a couple of steps. So my mom's cousin, Martha, her son is Scott Z. Burns, the producer. He wrote Contagion. He worked on The Informant. Um, he worked on Inconvenient Truth. So I already had that, like, there's there's a Kevin Bacon connection in there somewhere. I, I've done the, ah. the website. But, so yeah. now we need to see Tim, how, if you're closer <laughs> yeah. than three. But three is no, no, I'm not. i can guarantee you that right now i'm i'm pretty positive of it yeah Um, yeah because there's like a website you can go to and find out how close there is yeah it's pretty funny whoever started that why kevin bacon i don't because he was a heartbreak back in like the 90s 80s 90s yeah he does appear in the uh, val kilmer documentary and bacon and bacon who doesn't love bacon unless you're Mm. a vegan then it's your nightmare all right, cool. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> that, it sucks that you guys have to deal with that. And I, yeah, I'm I'm glad you guys clap back. You should. That's yep. absolutely unacceptable. So, but I, I have I have another question for you. And typically, when we have duos on, we're talking to two people, uh, where who are working on the same projects together and everything. We try to make sure that that both people feel that they're equally being asked the same questions and they're being involved and everything. But for just this one question, I have to ask Trisha a question, because oh. if I don't, uh, I have an angry 14-year-old waiting for me at home, and she will try to kill me in my sleep. Oh, uh, yeah. And she's that. scary. She can be scary. <laughs> I don't like that. So um, 
while we were doing research, we like to call it research because stalking just sounds scary. But while we were doing our research, uh, I saw that you had a, a, a IMDb notification for Umbrella Academy. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so my daughter is a huge fan of the Umbrella Academy. Like she is insanely uh, unhappy that they haven't announced anything about when the next season's coming out and, and all this stuff. Um, I know nothing. Well, <laughs> and I told her that already. And, and I, it's good that you said that on camera now because maybe she'll believe me. Um, but she's a huge fan. And basically she wants to know everything about your, your experience on the set from the show. Oh, well, you know. Um, you know, just, but just kidding. You don't have to tell her everything, but what was it, what was it like being on the set of the Umbrella Academy on a, on a, on a show like that? And if you have any cool stories, please feel, please feel free to share them. It's going to help me out at home. Yeah. Umbrella Academy was actually where I met Lisa from Pink is In. So Lisa Crawford, she was like a booth patron in it. Mm-hmm. And I was, you know, in my swimsuit and I got this call and because I don't speak, it's just, you know, we're there and the baby is born. It's the right. episode and we're around the baby when the baby's being born, which was this like adorable, tiny newborn baby. So they brought twins to the set and we're on this pool deck. And I wanted to cry because the babies were so tiny. They were just playing newborns. So they were basically newborns themselves. And that was a very... the. This is probably not what your 14-year-old daughter is expecting. She wants to hear about, like, so the stars. But that was a, f- a first moment in my life where I actually thought, I think I, I, I want babies. Because <laughs> those babies, I was like, mama instinct. I want to grab yeah. this baby. I want to cry. I'm feeling all the emotions. These two little teeny twins are on set. And then the baby is born, and the girl's all bloody in the pool, and all this action is going on. But the coolest thing about being there that day was Lisa, who played a booth matron, um, we ended up connecting, you know, throughout the day, chatting. She had seen uh, the web series I co-created and starred in My Roommates and Escort and expressed, you know, I think you're so talented and you should be a lead in a show. What's going on? Um, and I do meet the odd rare person that, you know, you meet your odd cheerleaders who cheer for you and think you have talent. So Lisa, after we got chatting that day, we talked all day. And then um, afterwards, she reached out to me a couple months later and said, I wrote this role for you in this upcoming prison comedy that I'm producing. And um, the character is the top dog. Her name's Nikki. She's this, you know, Italian, tough, tough, no nonsense, (laughs) bratty prison, prison, lady and I was like yeah that's me (laughs) um so that's what kid like that day led to actually a more you know prominent role in a series which is uh we're just going into season two and now I'm going to be doing some uh co-directing on that or season two did I say season three no you said season two oh season two two. it's it's leading that day led to more work more work which is really cool and on a really fun prison show um also, I did not know how to swim. I'm not a strong swimmer. I can do do- doggy paddle. So it was February. It was freezing. I get a call from the agent. You don't mind being in a bathing suit on camera, right? Because there's this show and it had a fake name. So they use a fake name on the bigger show. So there's this show. It's the pilot episode. So also just didn't really know what it sure. was. 
and you can swim right and all the questions. And I'm like, yep, yeah, uh-huh. And then so he said, okay, you're going to go to this go see. So I went to the film studio and they did like a fitting for the bathing suit. And then I was like, okay, this is real. This is happening. So I went to a local swimming pool and I desperately, it was freezing outside, tons of snow. And I desperately asked the lifeguard to give me some tips on how to swim and breathe underwater so that I could swim. And uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> so then I show up to the, to the set and they just had me wait around and like kind of like hang out in the pool and then come up to the deck and sit there while the baby's being born and just react. So I was like, yeah. Okay. Not so scary. <laughs> Not so scary. But yeah. Not as bad as I thought. In, in my bad. head, all I heard was uh, Fezzik from the Princess Bride. I want a donkey pedal. Anyway. Uh, so. <laughs> That's pretty much me. So it was quite scary getting the call, and I really wanted to turn it down, but really wanted money. And then it came out, and everyone's sending me photos of it, being like, you're in the show, <laughs> It's so awesome! And I'm like... What's it called? That's not the name they used on the day. So, fun Fair adventure. Enough. The things we do. Yeah. It's always, you and know, it somehow triggered your biological clock, too. It did. Utopia Falls is the one where. Oh, I, yeah, that's the one. You never know what you're going to do. I had a friend call me up in special effects and they said, hey, do you want to be this statue for Utopia Falls? And then I said, yes, and went and got a full body cast of my body to be this statue. So. Sometimes I produce and sometimes I'm a statue. I have to admit, being a statue is a lot easier. So much easier. <laughs> I always get them confused because they both start with you. So then I. Oh, I, yeah, that's why Utopia Falls. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Anyways, the things, things we do. <laughs> yeah. And right. hi to your daughter. <laughs> All right, that should help suffice. I, I'll be able to show her that when I get home tonight. <laughs> she'll understand she'll be like that lady's boring that's not the answer i expected she yeah. wants to have babies now cool i want to hear about tom hopper probably so. our environment is often so big into our inspiration and growing up in michigan i actually spent a lot of time in the upper peninsula over the years and have made it to canada more than once um we actually did engineers day at the Sioux, where we got to go out and like go out on the locks and tour the the lock house which was wow. really cool um but what is it about the area around Sault Ste. Marie that helps you stay creative you you referred to it as a small town and I looked it up and I'm like 73,000 people <laughs> versus <laughs> versus the 1400 in my town <laughs> Oh yeah, that's very small. It that's, is. I think yeah. it's small to me because I grew up here and everyone knows everyone's business. It's and there's true. one mall. So even though it has a it has a lot of people, but everyone knows everybody's business. That mall. It's crazy true actually, because like moving here, I didn't realize it. And then now I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, and she moved right next door to somebody who's involved with my dad somehow. And sometimes she's driving his vehicles because they're Friends. friends or she works for him sometimes so I see someone next door driving my dad's car and I'm like interesting that's my dad's vehicle what's she doing with it and like it's just and that the guy that she like had a crush on oh, great. in high school in eighth grade lives right like, the like right across the street from me and like oh yeah a, it's very small tiny my grandma's house is just down the street and oh. she passed away a couple years ago and now they're building a new deck and I kind of want to just one day be like 
hey, this was my grandmother's. She pretty much raised me with my mom. Can I come in? So it's that yeah. kind of place. It, it feels very small. It's a very tight community. And um, like, we have like something here called like a celebrity. So oh, yes. like the newspapers write about people all the time. And so like you end up like, there's like a few people in town that become like celebrities who the newspaper like follows. I love that career. by the way. Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. 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 I have, I, it's been, <laughs> it's been a few years since I went to the Sioux, but I do remember the mall. I have been to the mall at the Sioux. Like, oh, cool. When you said there's one mall, I'm like, I've been there. That's yeah, the Central Mall. Yeah, that's their yeah, slogan. You guys, you said, you, yeah, you said we have only have one mall. I'm like, huh, you guys have a mall. <laughs> <laughs> the the closest movie theater to me is 30 minutes from my house. Like, oh, yeah. we have a bowling okay. alley, but that's, nobody that's, that's more fun. We don't. We do have a bowling alley, but I guess COVID times. Yeah, COVID so. times. I think we yeah, have like two. The, and I think we do have other malls, but they're just, you know, small malls. And we're half an hour away from the closest Walmart. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. We yeah. have a Walmart. Here. Okay. So, so I, have have to general. I feel like you guys are like a hamlet. Like, that's what I would call a hamlet, right, not a town. Is, yeah. It's a hamlet. I think so. Yeah. So small city. Small yeah. city. And we are a city. We are yeah. Algoma's friendliest city. We are Algoma's only city. <laughs> not too. Well, <laughs> no, we're actually, yeah, I think we actually are because the other places are yeah. towns. Yeah. yeah, and Hamlet. Yeah, so yeah. Our, we're not that friendly. Plus, it's just yeah, and like my, as soon as you said Algoma, I'm like, oh, that's right. We did the Algoma, the Algoma Canyon tour, the train oh, tour. Oh, very cool. Yeah, the and train so I was sheesh, eight or nine when we did that, mm -hmm. and so like we left, we had our dog with us because we were camping, and she ended up staying at like the the PetSmart doggy daycare, the PetSmart hotel, mm -hmm. whatever it was. Well, we did the Algo, we did the train tour. It was it was fun. Oh, cute. Yes. Little memories of Sault Ste. Marie. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. I have like not done any Sault Ste. Marie touristy activities yet because I moved during the pandemic. So people were like, what's fun to do in the Sioux? And I was like, I don't eat pasta. I was like, and... I don't know. I can tell you what to eat, but I can't tell uh, you. What I, I drink beer and look out the window. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's our specialty here in Sault Ste. Marie. Nice. Yeah. But you know, the, the getting to know where the good restaurants are is important. Oh, yeah. That's true. Oh, very much so. We do, through our films, we do, um, instead of have, having one caterer, we order in from a different restaurant pretty much every day on our film sets to um, try to spread out the support local business and we pick locally owned businesses over chains so that's been nice. a good way to eat yeah. all the restaurants so you've tried all the restaurants yeah pretty pretty much almost there yeah that's cool yeah. Mm -hmm. well since we're talking about food uh for my final question offering to you two for the day i have a canadian pop culture question for you and it's about cuisine okay cuisine <laughs> so tell the people of america why more of us need to know what poutine is and why it's so freaking awesome and what beer goes well with it what would you pair with it oh i would pair a hoppy beer um something like an ipa something hoppy so you get a little bit of citrus to cut and cut through the cut through the grease gravy and cheese curds delicious which i will tell you if you don't know this poutine is a phenomenon here <laughs> and like there are so many different types of poutine now it's ridiculous mm -hmm. like the good old-fashioned poutine is like 
gravy and cheese curds and fries. Mm-hmm. And it's like a specific gravy. It's Saint Hubert's gravy from Quebec. It's like the original gravy. But now we have things like no. butter chicken poutine. We have that like sounds good. I haven't tried. We have that. like shepherd's pie poutine, basically. We've had like oh yes, please. Poutine. Every like anything you can think of poutine is like a thing. Bacon poutine, Kevin Bacon poutine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, it's true. It's a little crunchy with the human bones, but it's. <laughs> See, and I I love poutine. There's a restaurant in Mackinac City that does really good poutine. Like. Oh. It's it's as close to Toronto poutine as I've gotten because I've had Toronto poutine as well. Yeah. But then there's this restaurant in my hometown. I there's feel a like only in my hometown in that did it with tater tots. It's close to yeah. uh, tater tots. They make poutine with tater tots. They did tater tots oh, yeah. with it. Uh, and that was like, that one was just a crime. Like that was, yeah. Yeah, that was not did, well know. executed poutine. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, like we have like places like Smokes and like mm-hmm. Big Dog and dog and stuff like that where literally it's just you go there to order poutine that's all they have on their menu that's <laughs> like and so they have all these different like flavorings i once met a good friend with um we shared a poutine outside a bar we met drunk um and the poutine had peas in it maybe pulled pork too <gasps> and now he's uh dan mink from cts oh, yeah. who we've worked with and he sponsored um my roommates and escort season i think he did season one and two as a sponsor and gave us some gear and helped with the red carpet parties and everything. So moral of the story, Dan's a great guy. So, I mean, eat poutine late at night on a street. Well, and also like every fast food place has a poutine. So like McDonald's, A&W, Popeye's, like, and I will say a Popeye's poutine is my fave because it has Cajun fries. (laughs) Oh, that would be good. It's good. But like everywhere here, it has a version of poutine if you're a fast food restaurant because they know how much Canadians love poutine. But I'm going to say just a regular poutine is the way to go. Maybe add some bacon. It all depends on the gravy, though. It's got to be good. good yeah, gravy. Be a nice thing, yeah gravy. if the gravy's not good, the rest of it's just trashed. Yeah. But I'm, yeah. Still, I'm still stuck on the peas and poutine thing, though. That's just... It's it like, a little weird. I think it's to drunk, be like so. a. I think it's like supposed to be like a British thing where they're like, oh, let's oh add yeah, some peas. they love to have peas. My um, mom's side of the family, she had some British people in in the mix. So this, um, like cream peas on toast, got uh-huh. passed down over the years. Yeah. Yeah, I hate my, peas. My brother has this <laughs> obsession with putting peas in foods where they don't belong. Yeah, and I mean, like, these don't really belong in the first place. They're kind of a dud food. Like they don't yeah. really need to exist. They are. My sister-in-law hates peas, and she thinks they're disgusting. And then yeah. he, she's uh, Mexican and German, and mm-hmm. he decided to put peas in nachos one night. And she's like, "Oh my god, oh, that's a crime!" Oh, no. They hadn't even been married for a year at that point yet. I'm like, "Oh, and they were about to get a divorce." Honey, that is grounds for divorce, and you're in the middle of a quarantine <laughs> and a lockdown, and you're putting peas in nachos. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it could be good, but I feel like mm. they're just kind of one of those things where they don't really make anything. They don't elevate the flavor. No. Like, I'm just saying butter, aren't they in butter chicken? Or maybe in those uh, samosas. They're in samosas. samosas. They're good in samosas. I do like them in that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like peas in like a chicken pot pie, I can understand because oh, yeah. it's, it's mixed in yeah. a little more that way. Yeah. But there are, there are definite places where peas are an acceptable additive to a food. I mean, um, I don't mind like the micro 
greens, peas, microgreens. Those are good. Like the tiny, tiny little green ones? Yeah, they're like little leaves. Not the actual peas, the leaves. Oh, like, like the, the microgreens. The uh, peas in a pod. No, no. Like the actual like lettuce version of the pea. Don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> gonna I'm going to take your word for it. This up. It's microgreen. So like, you know, if you're like, are getting like, tiny like spinach it'd be like spinach but they're like tiny little like leaves that come from the peas that come from the peas who knew and you eat it in a salad yeah oh i think i know what you're talking about they look like celery leaves kind of yeah maybe i will report i don't even know what a celery leaf looks like i'm just like sure microgreen okay yeah sounds great tim's like celery goes in bloody mary you're like back to poutine celery goes in caesar's not bloody my brain has been stuck on poutine ever since you know we started talking about this i I remember just driving back from new york one uh uh, many years ago when when my kids were little and we were we we like you know let's take the 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 more fun way back through canada and so we drove through Canada and, and we stopped at a couple different places. We stayed overnight and, you know, we, and I, we went to a, uh, a Burger King rather. Mm-hmm. And I walked in and this is when I realized that they had poutine at fast food places. <laughs> and I'm like, you can get a double bacon Whopper with a side of poutine I'm like, do they have a defibrillator in the back room? Because you're going to need it. How is it that America is the most obese country? <laughs> because none of the other Canadians I saw sitting there were eating That's the true. double bacon. They were eating a, a responsibly sized burger with a little bit of poutine. And then there's me, the American, going, yeah, I'm going to need the double bacon burger with the large poutine, please. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and and getting looks from all the people, and deservedly so, by the way. Anytime I've had a poutine, it's just its own thing. That's how you do it. Not gonna lie, I'm like you, Tim, and I will order the whole thing. But but here's me. Since the being in lockdown, I will order for like a couple days. So like, cause I hate paying for delivery. So I'll be like, I'm gonna order this, this, and this, and eat a little bit of it for a couple days. Yeah, but I do. I do the same thing. I order for a couple of days. So. <laughs> no, I wish that I had delivery here. Like, the only place that delivers here is the pizza place. Oh, oh yeah. We don't have DoorDash. We don't have Uber Eats. Oh. We. Yeah. Okay. So you will probably have like one driver for the entire Hamlet. So. Oh, so right. if you if you ever wanted some extra cash. That is the business to start there. It is. There you you could just start your own role. business. You don't yeah, even have to be your Uber your... or whatever. You could just start just your own have, delivery have service. <laughs> I thought that go. was going to be more catchy. I was trying to come up with like a way <laughs> to like like merge a word having to do with delivery and eating into your name, Kathleen, but it just wasn't coming to me. It so. happens. It's Kathleen. a hard name to try to combine into things. It is. Kathleen eats and then it's all lean foods. That's food delivery no, that's, that's not gonna get anybody here to eat it on a plate nobody's ever gonna order. that will get zero traction in her neighborhood Dang it. <laughs> i'm like let's see what are the fast food places in town arby's burger king mcdonald's taco bell <laughs> yeah no nobody's ever gonna eat lean here <laughs> yeah but if you opened your own delivery service i'm sure you would you'd be able to make 10 bucks on every single delivery order that's true that's right because everybody would be like, "Ooh, I don't. I'm so lazy. I don't have to go anywhere." Poutine. I actually have a friend who yeah. I have a friend who opened an ice cream shop this year. Oh, they they decided to 
I opened an ice cream shop and it was two or three weeks after they opened that I looked at her and I'm like, Sarah, what have you done? And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you couldn't have opened a salad restaurant. <laughs> I'm like, I am going to get so fat and it's all your fault. She's like, she's like, I know my clientele. I know, yeah. She's like, well, you'll just be fat with me. I'm like, we are going to become the diabetes capital of Michigan and it's all your fault. <laughs> well, no. And she picked like the richest, fattest ice cream too. Like <laughs> when they were choosing who they were going to get for their, their ice cream distributor, it's like the highest fat content ice cream. I think that's it's better because isn't it better to have high fat and low sugar? Probably better tasting too. Yeah. But not me. All right. Away from food because I, I can also smell my husband cooking dinner. Because <laughs> yes. I am in demand. Oh, no. <laughs> Just kidding. But I really do have a meeting now. So. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to leave. Well, then we can wrap up because I also just realized I smelled food cooking. <laughs> well, this is such a pleasure to come on yeah. here. Can yeah. we have you on Drunk Read Dreams? Yeah. Sure. Definitely. Awesome. Absolutely. Cool. Happy to. Yeah. Amazing. And if you have any, if anyone's listening and wants to send in a short script, poems, love letters, Anything we can read, basically a short story, 180sisterhood at gmail.com. Send it in. Or if you have one, um, let us know. And if not, we can go through the bank of scripts that have been sent in and and pull something up. Be a lot of fun. Awesome. We will make sure that we get your email in our description. Is there another place that our listeners can go to find out more about your work and what's coming up? Yeah, we have a a new website, 180sisterhood.com. And you're on the socials at 180 Sisterhood. Pretty much just our name everywhere. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's the way it should be. It makes it easier easy to branding. find you. Yeah. Easy branding. And please make sure that you go uh, subscribe to Drunk Read-Throughs. It's a lot of fun. You guys are going to enjoy it. And remember, pop culture, it's all around you. It influences every part of our lives. So be sure to come back next week. We're going to have your fix waiting right here for you. Yeah, thanks again, you guys. Oh, thank you yeah, so thank much. You. I can't wait to follow this whole season and see see who you have on and yeah. uh, and just it's gonna be a lot of fun. Just stalk you guys and listen to you. No, it's called research. Research, remember? research. Yeah. Put the, yes. the pretty bow of research on it. Pretty yeah. bow of research. <laughs> exactly. All yeah, right, goodbye, everyone. Fun. Thank you so much for having us. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Pop Culture Addicts. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of Pop Culture Addicts, you can reach us on either Instagram or Twitter by using the handle at PCA Pod Show. You can also email us at PCA Pod Show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2021 Pop Culture Addicts. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of by Pop Culture Addicts or any of its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at pcapodshow at gmail.com. <laughs>